Relax, pull up a chair, and join us for the Be A Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Glad to have you with us. And welcome to the Chinese New Year. It is Chinese Lunar New Year number 4705, the year of brown earth rat. I'm going to discuss a little bit about the Chinese New Year and what uh, it could mean to you, what it is supposed to signify, and then we will talk a bit about the victim circle. This is something I didn't actually cover in my book, and it came up today when I was discussing some issues with a friend, and I thought that I would share them with you here today. So, we're at the Chinese New Year. Now, many of us have celebrated the New Year on January 1st as well. And I was listening to a podcast the other day about New Year's resolutions that was actually on Heidi Miller's Diary of a Shameless Self-Promoter. If you don't know that podcast, you should go check it out. And she was interviewing a gal who does goal-setting workshops. And one of the things this woman said was that we seem to all talk about New Year's resolutions and just laugh about the fact that we break them. It's like, It's become an obsession to have these resolutions, then ha ha ha, break them within the next, the first couple of weeks of the new year. I personally have often set my new year promises, not resolutions, because again, that word just seems to mean things that we all wish we could do, but that we know we're going to break. I set them for the Chinese new year, usually happens around February. It's when everybody else has fallen off their resolutions they've made in January. And it really gives me enough time to sit down and decide what my goals are going to be for that year. And I also love reading a bit about that Chinese New Year and what it might bring in if you decide that you're going to follow what that year stands for. The New Year is always a time to release things that have been in your past that have kept you stuck in your past. And it is a time for new beginnings. It is a time to look forward. And like feng shui, which we discussed in a previous episode, there's nothing magic about a Chinese New Year or feng shui or things like that in my mind. But I love the idea of having some embodiments of that year, like this year is the year of the rat, so we'll be discussing a few things that this year is supposed to bring in, and then concentrating on those things during the year. Why not, just like feng shui, why not put things in different parts of your house that remind you of the good in your life? Why not look at the Chinese New Year or anything along those lines that is ushered in and that has symbolic references to 
things we might want to bring into our life during that year. The rat is actually the first sign in the Chinese zodiac, and they're known for being leaders, for being charming, passionate, charismatic, for having a lot of intuition, and to have excellent perception and perspective. Rats are also known to adapt easily and to be able to survive most situations and to know when it's time to get out. I'm sure that we've all heard of the rats that jump from the sinking ship and that is an animal that is looking at a situation and deciding it's time to get free of it. Under Chinese traditions, rats are the bringers and are the protectors of material abundance, like gold and wealth. But rats definitely are not miserly. And in fact, rats are known to be charming and appealing and to consider others before they consider themselves. So this year is one that in Chinese tradition would be beneficial for social connections also would be beneficial for business networking and that would be very beneficial because rats are good achievers it would be a good year to concentrate on acquiring of wealth and abundance this wealth and nesting that a rat does gives them the sense of inner peace and gives them a real sense of security that's what Rats have their nests and their family, and they take care of them, and that's part of that rat persona. And speaking of that nesting capacity of the rat, that's another tendency, that rats will make a nest, and they will make that a very peaceful and harmonious place for themselves, so they will have a place that is harmonious and a great environment that is comfortable for them and then this will affect the rest of humanity starting from that inner nest. This reminds me a bit of what we talked about in previous episode of the target where you and your James are on the middle of that target and then it sort of ripples out from there, from there, from there. You want to make sure that you are taking care of your own nest that you're taking care of your own surroundings, that you are feeling secure and harmonious in those places, that you really have a place where you feel comfortable and stable. And from there, that becomes that stable platform for you to then work out from. Because this is an earth rat year, when it comes to abundance, one of the most important things for this year is to be very earthy, to be very practical with respect to our financial affairs and to really create a plan that is based in reality and is not unconscious. This is the year to stop spending money you don't have. This is the year to really open up all those bills. And this is a year to make a plan that you are going to be rooted in reality with respect to your abundance and your financial affairs. Rats also have a lot of energy and they pretty much get around anything that is placed in their path. 
Now, when some of you think about rats, I'm sure you think, oh my god, not rats, they're terrible and they're dirty. Actually, that isn't particularly so. Rats are take very good care of themselves and they take very, very good care of their nests. Granted, rats have been blamed for such things as being the carriers of bubonic plague, etc. But if you think about it, the reality of things was that those rats were living with the people. So who was the one that really wasn't clean? It was really the people that were living through that time. It was not so much the rats. Rats are organized, restless, inquisitive, and no more than pigs, for example, are actually not dirty per se. But I want you to think about this as well, because this year might be the time to think about things that you consider to be the truth. What are your beliefs with respect to certain aspects of your life? When we say that somebody is a rat, or a dirty rat, we have pretty much written them off. The thing that I've discovered, however, is that often the people that I have a belief about that either I don't like them or that they're difficult or impossible or just a dirty rat, those people are actually somehow key to my success moving forward. Somehow they hold something that I am going to need to manifest that success. This might not actually be true, but when you're considering a situation and someone that you just think is awful, this might be something to keep in the back of your mind. Imagine that that person has something magic that you need to find out, and whatever it is, that is what's going to move you ahead. Sometimes it's the people that we love and think are really working for us that can wind up stabbing us in the back. I'll give you a personal example. I had a boss a long time ago who I just could not please, or so I thought. Very difficult boss. Well, that boss wrote me the most amazing letter of recommendation when I left that job to move on to another job that I still have that letter to this day. However, in another situation, when I was looking to obtain recommendations to go to law school, I asked a person who had attended that law school and who had known me for quite some time and I thought of as a great person to go to for a letter of recommendation. would have been very easy. I asked them for a letter of recommendation and they wouldn't do it. They decided that they didn't want to do that for me. Well, that was unbelievable. I was really, really blindsided. So you never know where your allies are going to come from. Sometimes those dirty rats can turn around and really work for you. Never burn any bridges either. So knowing a bit about this new year of the rat, you might make it a promise to yourself or a goal to work on your passion and charisma, to work on making that comfortable nest for yourself to remember to really pay attention to your material prosperity and the earth rat year which is what this is is all about being very earthy or practical in those financial affairs to really pay attention prioritize what has heart and passion for you and allow a budget for that instead of just unconsciously spending on lattes and such
this is your year to establish those earthy roots for a secure future moving forward. It is time to see where you are and where you stand and to start either filling up that hole of debt that you have or to just start building up a little bit of a cash or nest of wealth so that you will have a secure future. That's what this year is all about. And perhaps in thinking of the year of the rat or even looking up a bit more about the year of the rat on the internet, as you can, you will find some other things to think about and to prioritize for this year. We're also pretty much in the depths of winter as I am taping this episode. I happen to be in California, however, and today it's beautiful outside, I'm sorry to tell you. And I went on a great walk and I really enjoyed myself, but I also realized that that was something I really needed to do and is one of my real goals for this year. It being a rat year, rats are actually in great physical shape and they also are great travelers and that was one of my commitments to myself this year was to get a move on and get outside and enjoy the outside when I can. So in fact, I've just come back from a lunch with a friend of mine that I'll talk about in a little bit and I walked there. It's a couple of miles there and a couple of miles back, but I thought, you know what? That's what I need to do with this year. I need to incorporate my exercise into my life a bit more. I have been listening to the Fitness Rocks podcast with Dr. Monty. I hope to have Dr. Monty as a guest sometime soon on our podcast. And his most recent podcast had to do with the fact that exercise just 30 minutes a day increases the length of our telomeres, which is a little end to our DNA, which decreases our physical age. Those of you who might have gone to the realage.com website might have run yourself through the test that shows your real age and how much your chronological age. And just exercising 30 minutes a day now has been shown to have profound effects even at the DNA level. But I got a bit off track. I was mentioning that it's now winter. And one of the things to remember in the winter is that it's the time to take stock and be introspective. It is generally a time of less activity and a time of really recharging ourselves. We need to have those dream flights and get our vision clear because when we hit spring and summer, that is when our energy will come up and we will want to move into action. But to move into action, we need to have aligned our feelings and our beliefs in the direction that we would like that action to take. In taking stock, it's best to pay attention to what has passion or joyfulness for you. The problem these days is that we often see the world through the filter of what other people tell us to see or want us to see. Part of this winter taking stock and introspection is a time for looking at the things that we believe we want in our lives and to see whether they are really tied to joy and passion and feeling that we feel in our gut or whether they're somehow tied to 
keeping up with the Joneses or that there's something that the television or the radio is telling us that we can't do without. The more TV and radio and news and input that we get, the more confused we get. My James, who grew up in Vienna, Austria, told me recently that the problem with the internet now is that when he would have a problem when he was a boy, he would go to the library in Vienna and he would look up everything he could find on the subject. He would read all the books on whatever the subject was that he was having the issue with or the problem in. And once he had read them all, he would formulate a strategy and a plan and he would move forward on that problem. Now with the internet, there is access to so much information. My James often gets into what's been called analysis paralysis. He is paralyzed by the fact that he has to analyze all the different choices to come up with what would be the best solution to his problem. When you're trying to make a new roof buttress, it might be the way to go about it, to go out and find all the different roofing information that you can see and then pick the best one. But when it comes to life choices, I often feel that we get into analysis paralysis ourselves by talking with our girlfriends or reading different life coaches or watching the television or trying to find all sorts of input, but we move away from our own gut. So that would be one thing that I would suggest for you during this winter is just take stock of where you are and perhaps stop a bit of the chatter. Email, news, cell phones, internet. Maybe it's time to cut back a bit on some of this input so that you have a little bit more time for yourself. Joy and passion and beauty are usually not found in the evening news or in the reruns. They are usually found when you just take a bit of time and contemplate what you're surrounded by and contemplate taking steps if you don't care for what you're surrounded by to change those things. So that's all part of what we're looking at in this season. I would like you to consider having the courage to be joy-based instead of fear-based in what you do during this year or at least for the next hour or two. You won't be like anyone else if you really decide to make the next hour's worth of decisions based on joy instead of based on fear. It's time to consider what your life purpose is. We've discussed writing in your diary 10 minutes every day, and hopefully you are accomplishing this, and you're working towards realizing that there are some things in your life that at least make you feel happy, even if you don't have a grand life passion. Many of us don't. You do have things in your life that give your life purpose. It's my belief that people who have problems in their life or who complain about their life are trying to give meaning to a life that really doesn't have a purpose. Now, how does that often manifest itself? I believe that often manifests itself in what I call the victim circle. This is something to consider today. As long as we believe that there is something really apart from ourselves or outside of ourselves that we can blame 
or look to to save us, then we are going to struggle. It's when we realize that we created everything in our life for the experience of it and for what that experience has taught us that we become the master of that life. So what is the victim circle? In the victim circle, there's really what I would call three different roles that either you play or that others play in your life. Those roles are the role of the victim, but also the role of the hero and the role of the villain or the tormentor. The hero and the tormentor each needs a victim and the victim needs to have the tormentor or the hero to be a victim. If you are persecuted, then you feel that people are out to get you. So you're the victim. And to get out of it, you need to be rescued. So you don't do it yourself. However, conversely, if you personally need to rescue people, which I often will see with my clients when they enter into relationships with someone who is often called a wounded soldier or a dove with a broken wing, then that means that that rescuer, that hero, is perceiving the person as a victim. So all of these people are in relationship to each other. You cannot persecute without someone being the victim, and you can't rescue without someone to be the victim. You also can't be a victim without being persecuted, and often as the victim, the only way you can see your way out is to be rescued by someone else, certainly not by yourself. The mindset of a victim is that they are powerless, that everything that's happened to them are all the actions coming from another person or bad luck or outside entity. If you are a victim and you step into another role, it's often likely to be one of the other two roles, either being a tormentor yourself or being a hero. Because that is all you perceive in relationships. Those are the three roles that you understand are in relationship. Because of the victim mentality, you can't see two people without thinking in your head that one has to be the victim and one is either the tormentor or the hero. Because you perceive yourself as a victim. If you step out of the victim role, then it would likely be to rescue some other victim that you believe to be less fortunate than yourself or maybe to even persecute some person less strong than you are who then becomes your victim. It's all about transfer of power around and around the circle. And with the transfer of power, you get to transfer blame, expectations, responsibility, and the rest. We have all participated in this game since birth. Today, it's time to make your first step out of this. Doesn't matter how it happened. Looking back at that, you're just going to find something else to blame and you're back in the loop. The most important thing here is to realize that you are not at the mercy of bad luck, that you have choice in your life. Are you addicted to blame or pain or sacrifice? It's an addiction. You need to take a look at that and see how much of your life is living comfortably in this victim status. 
a victim will always have an excuse and often puts their lives in others' hands and then blames them for the results. Time to change that. So what does it feel like to not be a victim? To not be a victim, you're in the flow with life. You are not beholden to or owned by anyone or anything. You choose what you do, who you are, for the joy of choosing that. And you also allow others to make that choice without any judgment. That's key. You are in control of yourself. You are not in control of anyone else. You want to ignore drama. You want to choose calm. You want to turn away from chaos. And you certainly do not want to blame. Furthermore, no regrets. You want to make sure that you are looking towards the future and no regrets on what you are moving away from. In this way, you can effortlessly craft your own destiny and give love freely and unconditionally. A victim loves conditionally. If you are not a victim, you will love unconditionally. You are not looking for anything to come back to you. You are loving because the gift of that love is so strong and it comes back to you just the feeling of that love is enough. Granted, you need to learn from the bad stuff that crosses your path, but then you need to forget about it. If you dwell on it, you are going to magnetize it to you. Remember what that word dwell means. A dwelling is a house. The more that you dwell or live in that house of remembering the bad stuff, the more you're going to draw that to you. Time to only dwell on those things that make your heart sing and that were successes for you. I mentioned a little while ago that you would have to be courageous to follow this path. Why? Because most people act like victims and it's socially acceptable to talk about regrets and shame and humiliation and all that icky energy. It's time to knock that off. In fact, in my group coaching that I do for women in my success coaching, my empowerment coaching, one of the things that we start out with from the very beginning is this is not a place of blame and regrets. This is a place to come in, be strong, be the master, and get it done and know that every other person that is in that group is pulling for you too. How many of us have a safe place like that? How many of us, when we look at our social groups, are really meeting with people and we're just bitching all day? Gotta knock that off. Whether you need to join a group like mine, where you will have like-minded women who are pushing you towards your goals and supporting you, or find another group that does something along those lines, you must have this in your life. It's absolutely critical because it's so unusual and kind of socially unacceptable. It's often difficult to find this in our current social surroundings. But the more you let go of the drama and the squeaky wheel girlfriends and the people that are just dissing each other, the more you're going to find that you have room for people that really make your heart sing. They will come out of the woodwork. They'll be the quiet people that you never really noticed. But those will be the people that 
will really support your goal and will make you feel joyful and wonderful when you get together with them. All it takes is making a little time and often that's by getting the drama out of your life. One last little story before I go. Today, as I said, I had lunch with a really great old friend and we were discussing matters along these lines. My friend has been a bit buffeted by life recently and I'm sure that you might have something like this in your life whether it's a job which feels a little thankless to you or you're in a relationship that feels like it's going in the wrong direction or the like. My friend who is absolutely wonderful happy-go-lucky person just seemed to be kind of closing in on himself and uh, I told him that he almost looked like he was flinching through life and he kind of smiled but it was definitely a bit of a sad smile. So the first thing that we talked about was what he finds passionate in his life. Now interestingly one of the things that he said which I can say about myself is that he doesn't have a grand passion. He wasn't somebody who wanted to be a doctor since he was a little kid and he was moving towards that. No, he has a lot of things that he really enjoys, but he doesn't feel passionate. That word doesn't really fit him. So I said, well, what sorts of things do you really enjoy? Well, he started talking about those things and I felt his energy change. I felt him sit up a little straighter and he was sort of smiling and stuff like that. Some of the things that he really enjoys, he doesn't get to have in his life just because he's made some other life priorities. Well, we talked a little bit about that. You only get one life this time around. We really, really need to have those things that make us happy in our lives every day. He does have one situation in his life that's not going so well, and he's really beating himself up about it. In fact, He's believing what he's being told about himself, which I can tell you is not true. I've known this person for years and years, and the adjectives that are being subscribed to him just don't fit him, which I did tell him. I told him I had a different perspective, and I thought he was a little bit too close, and he was paying too much attention what he was hearing from other people. So what I mentioned to him was, since he's he's really reached an impasse in this situation, is I said, it's time to start doing a couple of kind things for this person every single day because you are a kind person and you need to do them for yourself not to make this other situation better it's actually to remind yourself that you are a kind and loving and wonderful guy and he's afraid to show that because he is waiting for the other shoe to drop with this person I said It's time to stop living out of fear and it is time to just start showing those kindnesses because this will remind you what you are like and what you are hearing that you're like is not what you're like because I know what you're like and you're not like that. (laughs) Now, after we had a good laugh about that, I would like to suggest the same to you. If you are having trouble with somebody at work or you're you believe that you're having trouble in your relationship or you're having trouble with your teenage daughter, it's time to just step away from the situation and stop blaming yourself for where it's at now. You cannot change the past. Today is the day 
to start doing little kindnesses, one or two things, to that situation or person for yourself. You are not looking for something in return. You are giving unconditional love to that situation because I know that is what you're made of. If that person happens to notice and says, why are you being so nice to me? Then, as I said to my friend, just say, it makes me feel good. It's the way I am. And leave it. Make sure that you're not looking for some quid pro quo. You're not looking for them to clean up their bedroom or love you back or any of those other conditions that a victim would put on this love and joy that they're giving out. Nope. It is time to give that love, kindness, attention, and appreciation unconditionally, especially in a situation that's a bit difficult for you right now, and realize that that is where your true power lies. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to meeting you again here soon. Bye! Bond Girl is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by 00 Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of 00 Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond Girl at a time.